0: Hey guys welcome to girl meets show the relationships podcast for people in a relationship with tv i'm jordan
1: i'm taylor we are going to be discussing the i think it's just regular hbo it's not specifically hbo max um tv show i may destroy you and all i can say is wow And you'll have to keep listening for the rest of our opinions on it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But first, per usual, TV news. I know I have a few things and Jordan only has one thing. But the main one that I am the most excited about is there's going to be a television series adaptation of the New Yorker article titled a suspense novelist's trails of deceptions and I remember when this article came out I was obsessed with it and I read it at work and it took me a very long time and luckily at that time I didn't have a job where I needed to be doing anything other than reading my own personal articles (laughs) I guess (laughs) but I'm mostly excited because um well, I'm excited because I know that article and love that article, but also Jake Gyllenhaal is, has been cast. Um, is this about the guy who wrote The Woman in the Window? Yes. Is that the book? Yes.
0: Okay. Yeah, I read that book um, and then found out about all that stuff when I read that article. Uh huh. And it's also funny because um, I didn't say this last week for news, but it, the movie itself, the movie adaptation of his book has also just been like, fraught with like distribution drama oh really yes like it it's but it's been it's starring amy adams and it's like it's like no one knows when it's coming out and movies like that always i'm i'm really fascinated by that it's like um like movies that were made like a million years ago and then
1: for some reason just like it takes forever to get them to come out like that Mm -hmm. x-men movie with if i have to see another new mutants video or trailer i will I will be mad that trailer for like four years and now everyone in the movie is
0: way too famous to be in the movie (laughs) and it's really funny but yeah so the woman in the window it's funny that there's so much real life drama on both sides the movie adaptation and now an adaptation about the actual author because now it's going to just be streaming on Netflix the woman in the window
1: see I didn't even know this whole aspect about the woman in the window I had no idea that there was even going to be a movie
0: Yeah, it's wild, and it's, like, finished, and it, apparently, though, because it's Fox, like, Disney, it was going to be, now it's owned by Disney, but they're, like, we're not going to put this on Disney Plus, and so now it's, like, Netflix bought the rights or something, it's bananas.
1: Interesting. Hmm. Well, should be good.
0: That is so funny. So, where is the, um, do you, does it say anything about where... The Jake Gyllenhaal one. Will it stream. doesn't
1: say. Um. Yeah, I can't see where. It, uh. Sometimes they announce things and like don't have a. Yeah. Official n- buyer yet. I know that it's going to be written and directed by, um, the m- same person who did the Sundance movie Zola, which I know is coming out soon, and I know that that movie got a ton of hype when at Sundance, so yeah I don't know I guess we'll see wow I'm more excited for
0: that than the actual book adaptation
1: movie I mean Jake Gyllenhaal though it's like a perfect character for him he thrives within those characters so totally should be good
0: um I guess time for my one article (laughs) you ratted me out (laughs) I'm Um, so sorry Basically, I'm just excited because Daniel Day Kim and Randall Park, um, who love both of them, are teaming up for an Amazon movie that's an Asian-American-led heist film. And I love heist films, and I love hotties, so I'm excited (laughs) to watch it. You can't go wrong. Plus, I've been watching Veep a lot. Like, all weekend I watched Veep, and I just, Randall Park is just so freaking funny. I love that guy. And what's the other guy's name? Daniel Dae Kim from Lost.
1: And I was going to say, he's the one that's in Lost, and he, well, double hotties, you're right. Mm-hmm. That'll be good. Yeah, I'm excited. It was just announced, though, right? It's not, like,
0: filmed yet or anything? No, I don't, I don't think so. I think okay. that they just announced that it's, like, an Amazon
1: thing, and it. Will one day exist, and that's all we know. And it'll be a thing. (laughs) Drunk History is not moving forward with another season, which I think is kind of a surprise to everyone. And yeah, it's heartbreaking. Yeah, that show is so funny. I I I feel bad now. Like I should have been watching it more often. They're all on Hulu. Well, I
0: really do love it. I don't know if every single season is on Hulu, but a lot of them are, and. Oh my gosh, I I got into drunk history because Jason Ritter is in so many episodes. Mm-hmm. Well, so many and people that we love, the caliber of uh, people that they have, both on both sides, both being drunk and telling the historical tales mm-hmm. and actually acting them out. It's so funny.
1: Yeah, yeah. So that's a little sad and heartbreaking. Netflix canceled two shows the society and the other show that we've covered before um i am not okay with this even though both series had previously been renewed which jordan and i have talked about this but very fascinating i know well this actually reminds me that um
0: i mean i don't i don't really care about those shows but i also really don't care about tosh.0 But the same thing... Did you hear that the same thing happened to hit their no. show? Comedy Central com- had signed them on for four more seasons. And then they just said this will be the last one.
1: What? That is so...
0: It's so crazy. Not okay. I guess it's just Corona. But I'm like... Especially Tosh Point. Out, not that I... I don't really think that... I mean, I didn't even know that show was still on. I thought that was like Dunzo a while ago seems kind of dated but isn't that a kind of a show you could do virtually <laughs> like I have no idea but I yeah. don't know it's very weird but yeah it's I guess things are in the biz or worse than I even knew apparently
1: yeah, it's hard it's really hard to like really tell because I know someplace people are like going back into production yeah I don't know and it's also it's so weird because I feel like we'll
0: it's like still too early to really feel all the change so much because there's still so many things like that are still set to premiere this year Mm
1: -hmm. like Like, when will we feel that, that lull
0: yeah exactly so yeah that would suck so much to be like oh i have a job set
1: for the next couple years and then jk nothing The last news that I have is that the CW is developing a live-action grown-up version of Powderpuff Girls. Can't wait to see who's cast.
0: I know. I feel really weird about that. Um, Me too. I guess I hope that they would just make it kind of like Scott Pilgrim. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it'll be weird. They'll probably do it like Riverdale where it's just like sexy Powderpuff Girls
1: power oh gosh (laughs) because
0: like obviously the archie comics are very different than riverdale
1: yeah yeah it'll probably be like that we'll see Um, okay this isn't that's actually this ties in perfectly with tv news because it's still news that we figured out but selling sunset we're still not over it we're still finding out new information about it every single day And so we just kind of have to have a little corner on this podcast to discuss it because it's our podcast. We can do what we want. Um, The main thing that I uh, had bookmarked to talk about is that I didn't know that the creator of Selling Sunset is the same as a producer that had previously worked on Laguna Beach and was the mastermind behind the hills. I did know that. Oh, see, and that totally changed it for me because I remember thinking it was similar to The Hills and it makes sense now. And yeah, just what a mastermind. That's all. Um, one bomb that got dropped yesterday was that
0: Marion and Romaine actually got married like a year before the show even premiered, um, which is a big deal. Because basically every single plot line that is not real estate related all centers on their wedding and engagement. And so, there's a lot of questions there for sure.
1: Yeah, all the drama that... Literally every piece of drama, especially at the beginning, wouldn't have existed had people known that they were already married. And, like, did did Christine already know they were married? Did... Chrishell know they were already married I'm very confused
0: yeah like literally every single plot line except for Chrishell's own divorce is somehow touching Mary and Romaine's relationship at least because Mm -hmm. it's like season two it's all about Davina not getting invited but like it's funny because they already were technically married like it's very it's very interesting yeah but one of the things that they're saying
1: is that um I wonder if it was a visa situation.
0: I mean, maybe. I mean, they're calling it a civil union that happened in October um or no, sorry. October twelfth, twenty nineteen was their televised wedding and then June twenty eighteen, they had a civil union before the show began filming it, but they chose not to tell any of their friends or family. Um, as they were still this is a quote from Mary's rep in like on E. But it says as they were still trying to see if their relationship would work out in the long term, so that sounds very green card related, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. I guess I don't know his background or history, but I know,
0: we just know he's from France. Yeah, right.
1: Like yes, that's um. So that would kind of make a lot more sense because people 100%. do that a lot.
0: Yeah, it's um. Oh no, it says even earlier than June is I guess. Oh, sorry. That quote is that quote is like intentionally twisty to make it not sound so sus, I think. But like they say so the show was what began filming in June 2018, but their civil union was in March 2018. Okay, so that's interesting. So it's just like it's so funny. Like she has to come to work. On the show with and like be all like look at my ring.
1: Yeah, she had to like get engaged again,
0: but like with their fake ring, like because so- remember
1: it shows him like proposing to her in bed.
0: Yeah, it's like a whole it's a whole thing, and, and then it they- starts the whole like your ring is fake. I can't believe it's that's gross. And He's in that boring. season,
1: like they don't really record anyone at their homes besides them, so like they could have even gotten away without even showing any of that. Like they totally. purposefully showed that. That is so weird. It
0: could have just been her coming to work with an engagement ring. Yeah. So weird. It is kind of odd that, like, the main characters seem that they're supposed to be, like, Chriselle and Mary. Because that is such a big part of it. Mm -hmm. Like, of the storyline. But, like, they're kind of, I feel like people care about them the least. Until Chriselle's
1: divorce. Like, people, like, the audience. Yeah. So weird. Yeah, I don't I it's very interesting.
0: And I I I mean like the, and those are quotes directly from Mary's rep. So it's like it's not like they really care. And it's not like we all believed that everything was real, but it's kind of like that means that everything was staged. <laughs> <laughs> Unless it genuinely I don't know. I also feel like that could have been a compelling plot line on its own if like she had secretly already been married to him. Mhm. So who knows, maybe that will be, I, hopefully that would be a good plot line if they work that in where everyone's just mad that no one knew the real truth.
1: Yeah, I think that could have been better.
0: Yeah. May, well, I mean, maybe like, maybe even season four, they'd be like, I heard that, I didn't know that you guys weren't even actually
1: <laughs> You had two bachelorette parties and you were already married?
0: You didn't even invite me to the first civil union <laughs> bachelorette party. She's like, I had three, bitches. Like... <laughs> so funny Hmm. basically I think what we're saying is if they need some help mapping out the plots for season 4 we're
1: available Yeah, we're free I'll make time nothing but time (laughs) okay so for our top 3 we are discussing our favorite TV trios There's an iconic trio in "I May Destroy You," and I love them each individually with my whole heart. So um, that's where this top three is coming from. Um, Yeah, because we've we've done like best friends, Mm -hmm. but we've never
0: done best friend trios. Yeah,
1: a trio is is definitely a different different than two best friends
0: totally and as i was like kind of thinking about them like there's so many different dynamics to explore because sometimes it's like two of them like each other but that's not the case in every single friend trio ever so Mm -hmm. it's really
1: they're complicated
0: great very complicated
1: and as a lot of them that i was thinking about were from older tv shows i think you were saying the same thing actually Oh yeah, yeah. Like from like t- when we were kids, teenage, yeah, kid shows, teen, teen shows. But yeah. the more I was thinking about it, the more I was able to like pick up on other ones from more recent shows, and it was fun. Yeah. Um. And I was, I did not, I thought of other ones that were adults,
0: but I, I'm realizing that my top three all are, kids. <laughs> oh great. Un- unintentionally, but like old and new. So, that's just.
1: That's where my heart lies, you know? Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. I think I was trying to lean to- more towards adults because I was worried of overlap with you, which isn't actually that big of a deal. But I got excited about two of them that I thought about. Cool. I cannot wait. Um, I'll go first, I guess. Go this might it. be one that you have. We'll see. Um, But Lizzie, Gordo, and Miranda. They're one of my bonuses. Okay, but great. I I was worried that that would be a common one. It's a pretty, sure. it's a pretty obvious one. But they're iconic. They're iconic. I, I mean, I love them. They're great. I guess I don't really have that much else to say about them. You know, well, what
0: hasn't already been said? You know, <laughs> yeah. and they fall into the the trope of obviously like kind of tension. I don't want to say sexual tension with children but romantic <laughs> tension obviously part of yeah. why they're iconic because it's like you watch it in middle school and you're just like ah so it's true um yeah perfect choice thank you um my number three i went with a pretty brand new one i said um davy eleanor and fabiola from never have i ever <laughs>
1: I thought of them very last minute, so I'm glad that you thought about them. It's perfect. They are the best.
0: Well, and it's hard to shows that make you fall in love with like a new friend group on a new show. I feel like it's hard to do, and you'd really just love them instantly.
1: Yeah, and they're like their whole dynamic is. um, I think their their trio kind of shows the. Um, difficulties of being in a trio totally um
0: yeah it's very complex and relatable
1: stuff yeah um when i was in high school i was in a best friendship trio and two of my best friends were cousins so it was mm-hmm. always an interesting dynamic because like two of them were like I said, cousins and always doing family stuff together. Lucky for me, I just started like getting invited and basically became the third cousin. Um, so it really was never that big of an issue, but it was definitely uh, an interesting dynamic, for sure.
0: That's just this trios. There's so much to unpack here.
1: Yeah, I feel like I I like them because I think that they are more interesting and have a lot more depth than just like two best friends. Totally. And a lot of a
0: lot of the adult friend groups, as I was just kind of looking through... Because as I was researching more stuff, I mean, just kind of general TV friends came through. And I was like, a lot of the shows focus on four, mm-hmm. which is a totally different dynamic. Yeah. It's just very interesting. Yes. Um. Well, I want to hear your number
1: two. My number two r i p it's high fidelity, so Charise Simon, and Rob they
0: oh my gosh, what a I'm great just so answer. sad that
1: we're not gonna see more of them. They were not even
0: on any list that I saw that is so rude, I know, and might I add that is sexist, racist, and homophobic <laughs>
1: <laughs> to just to leave them out? <laughs> Hello, it's true, but they they made my list. So that's all that matters. Yeah, they
0: made a, they, wow. I feel like we're going to have to include High Fidelity on as many top threes as we can (laughs) forever. Just rub
1: it in, rub it in Hulu's faces.
0: Seriously. That one hurts, but it's true. They're amazing. Another brand new show that got you to fall in love with it because of this core
1: trio. Yeah.
0: Wow. The power of three, you know.
1: It's, it's powerful.
0: Um, my number two, I had to basically. I feel like Disney, especially in our heyday of Disney Channel shows, every single and I would include Nickelodeon, every single one had a core trio. Um, of friends that I was thinking of, and so I had to narrow it down. But I was like, oh my gosh, like every single show because Lizzie McGuire and iCarly and Hannah Montana, like that's so Raven, that's the Raven. Raven and Chelsea and um, Eddie—that was his name, right? Mm-hmm. They are one of my top bonuses. They were so funny. They I actually want
1: to—I
0: want to go back and watch the Zats of Raven because that show was freaking hilarious. But the trio that conquered to my number two spot is Lewis Twitty and Tawny from Even Stevens.
1: Ooh, good one.
0: I—I I love them. They, Lewis and Twitty are similar and yet also really different because you have the dynamic of, like, Lewis is definitely nerdier and Twitty's kind of, like, jock cool, mm-hmm. but they're still both weird. And Tawny's really different from the two boys, but, like, she still gets involved in their, like, hijinks and stuff, and I just love it. Yeah, they're a great, they're a great choice. Yeah. You have the romantic tension factor, but it kind of plays a backseat to them just, like, having fun
1: mm-hmm. well the romantic tension factor is something that i feel like was more now that i'm like thinking of the older shows that i was thinking of because another bonus for me was topanga Corey, and sean yes and yeah i don't know if there's as many of those trios with adults because it's probably it's too hard to really be friends with someone With the opposite sex in a trio. (laughs)
0: Yeah, well, and I feel like um, you'd almost have to... Like, I would hope that as adults, they would have tried to date already. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not like... The unrequited factor is something that is is more adolescent.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Hopefully in real life, too. But I feel like that is such a huge thing for, like... Coming of age shows, yeah. you know. Well, and I guess so, that
1: Simon and Rob dated. Yeah, it's true.
0: And I do feel like they. I feel like exes can be a funny element. Yeah. To best friends, especially one where there's no will they want though, because, um, Simon's gay. Yeah. So now it's like you take that factor out of it, but. Mm-hmm. So interesting.
1: Seriously, now I'm re- I'm realizing I could talk about Selling Sunset for hours, and TV trios.
0: Yeah, we could, like, write a book on d- on this.
1: Maybe we should. Maybe we should. Girl meets book. <laughs> <laughs> huh. Okay, my number one is Issa, Molly, and Kelly. And then I have in parentheses, sorry, Tiffany. Tiffany's okay. just not really part of their trio. Like, she's just kind of, like, a bonus friend. She's not there all the time. Yeah, they were one of the ones that I was thinking of
0: with the foursome. Mm -hmm. Um, But it is kind of true because she's the only one who's
1: married. She isn't there all the time. She has like another whole entirely set of like a whole different set of friends Mm -hmm. where the other girls don't really. And like at the bat, like at her shower, her baby shower, it's just like isa and molly and kelly and then a bunch of other women you know
0: yes so yeah like all of her like married and baby friends yeah kind of. exactly but it is it also adds an interesting dynamic in the show too though because technically when there are the four of them it's really like isa molly are the closest there mm-hmm. and kelly tiffany so there's a lot of interesting dynamics to yeah play there with are. there for sure But yeah, those three are for sure more... Like, even, like, at the block party in the most recent season, Mm -hmm. it's, like, those three were definitely hanging out more than Tiffany. Yeah. Wow. TV depictions of friends are just... It's so... It makes a TV show. It really does. It really does. Um, which leads into my number one. Um... Because this show is great, but they're these three. I think are my favorites,
1: and I picked
0: Sam, Bill, and Neil from Freaks and Geeks.
1: I was hoping that would be your number one choice.
0: Wow, I'm so predictable,
1: but <laughs> in the best kind of way. It's it's the only option for you, and it's the best option. They're they're they just cannot be beat. Those stinky little boys, you know.
0: <laughs> I love them so much. They're just so pure and their their chemistry they don't even really seem like actors to me they seem like kids they picked up on they went to a school and were like oh you three friends
1: come be in our show (laughs) well and they're all so different which i love about them as well Mm -hmm. because i feel like as a i guess they're all kind of nerdy but i don't know i they're just they're cuties i've had to give them number one good I'm really glad okay Uh, I may destroy you Um, I think we'll give a a brief synopsis by Jordan (laughs) overall feelings about the show and then spoilers because it's really hard to talk about this show without them and I think we can have a better conversation that way So, Jordan, want to give us our synopsis? Let's see.
0: Without too many... I feel like things that are in the first episode, I think, are not too spoilery. Basically, the premise of the show is um, Michaela Cole is playing a writer who ends up getting... Her drink gets spiked, and she gets raped out at a nightclub and the very basic description of the show is just that this season is following her as she's trying to piece together what happened because obviously her memories of the night are super hazy, but then that's while that is kind of going on it's all she's also reflecting on um kind of all of her romantic and sexual history while also you're learning about um, her two best friends and her family and like just acquaintances from her life and how it all pieces together um, and kind of exploring the gray areas of um, dating and romance and um, like dating Uh, physical and emotional violence and abuse of all different degrees and just kind of like navigating that sort of um it covers a lot of ground (laughs) yeah but but also it's like the thing that stuck out to me was that um it all does this in like while still being very funny and um like twisty and addicting
1: yeah like it's pretty heavy but it's presented in a way that is just like um doesn't feel as heavy as it probably could have felt and um
0: yeah and I I went in thinking that this was going to be it's def it's dark it's very dark Mm -hmm. and um unflinching I think is the kind of word that I would use to describe this but I also feel like it was hopeful yeah um and and so to me I think there were definitely some episodes that were like much more jarring and um hard to watch than other ones but I was like really surprised at how it could be dark and light at the same time
1: Mm-hmm. In well tone. and I think it's just like we get to know these characters so deeply that they felt like my real friends. So like when they were able to like uh, talk about something or like feel like a weight was lifted off of them, like I felt like I was able to feel those things too. And um, 100% agree. Yes. And it just felt like so real that, cause I think a lot of times where, when like, uh rape is depicted in a TV show. It just felt real in a way that a lot of shows who kind of tackle these hard topics like rape and um dating violence, um those kind of topics usually come with a heaviness and uh are dramatized in a way that doesn't necessarily feel as close to home or real. Yes. But- okay so but this show did that in a really really great way
0: yeah and to jump off of that idea i think um that's not that's not a criticism i think of a lot but i think that is a huge problem that i've had a hard time expressing when rape is used as a plot line because they almost don't go too over the top that it doesn't feel realistic Mm -hmm. and or on the other side of things they almost make it like to shock you so much that they, like, hopefully it's unintentional, but I feel like it becomes, like, overly sexualized and, like, like, they unintentionally make it like they're trying to be, like, sexy and exciting. And it's like, no, 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 that's wrong. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I feel like most shows have a really hard time finding that right tone. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things about this show that was so fascinating is that um, it, in a way that doesn't feel like it's a textbook or a PSA, they define a lot of different types of sexual assault that um, people might not think of. And that I... Like that's definitely – and things that aren't the first thing that I think of if I'm thinking of an example of sexual assault, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And so like one of the points that hit me really hard was that it's like here is what you think a victim looks like, but all these other people are walking around that don't even realize that they too are victims. And so Mm -hmm. getting to see their journeys throughout the season of realizing like, oh my gosh, like I was really taken advantage of. And even in a situation that I thought I had control over or something like that. Um, and so it was, it was like extremely powerful.
1: Yes. And they did it in a way that didn't feel like they were just checking off a bunch of boxes of different types of like sexual assault they could show. Mm-hmm. And um, it never felt forced at all. And it didn't feel like, oh, this one person could never experience all these things because. It felt very real, like I exactly. Said,
0: but. And I mean, I didn't say this in my summary, but um, it, part of why it feels so real is because this is Michaela Cole's true story. This really happened to her. I wasn't reading a ton about. I didn't want it to be spoiled because the finale had already aired on BBC and on HB and HBO. We had to wait until this week to see the finale, and so I didn't. I didn't read a ton. To be fair, into... Um, I know Taylor did, so I'm excited to talk more about it. But um, I haven't read yet a lot of like her telling that full story because I didn't want anything to be spoiled in the show. But I had no idea going in that this was like all centered on her real life. And I was like, oh my gosh, that I'm shook.
1: Yeah. I know that um, this will probably be easier to talk about when we're talking about spoilers, but um, something that she tried to be conscious of was not making it exactly like her life, I think. And, oh, okay. um, um, so there are definitely some differences, but that is where it like all stemmed from.
0: So crazy. Well, I think basically what I think before we get in spoilers, I feel like I'm ready to talk spoilers, yeah. but, um, um, basically I, highly recommend this. It was amazing. Um, and it definitely sounds like something that would leave you feeling horrible and it didn't surprisingly, especially. Yeah. I don't want to spoil anything, but wow. I loved it, but I will say it was really hard to watch at some parts. And so I would not recommend it to everybody.
1: Yeah. I would definitely say trigger warning. If you are, um, have ever experienced any sort of sexual violence or um know of anyone who has uh be mindful of that before you just start watching it but I think it is one of the best shows that will that we will be able to see this year yeah so that's my opinion on it I loved it it was amazing okay spoilery section starting now
0: yeah if I had um sound effects i'd put an air horn in
1: (laughs) 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 who needs sound effects we have a mouth
0: oh yeah i uh that was actually a real air horn (laughs) (laughs) both two different uh types you can choose from
1: (laughs) i feel like it is maybe going about i think maybe maybe this feels uh feels wrong to start talking about the finale first but i just feel like we can go backwards here because um i almost feel like we could focus on the finale okay great i um like jordan mentioned earlier after i finished watching the finale i just wanted to like read every single thing i could find on the internet i really only read two articles but like i felt like i could read about read about her and the show forever Mm -hmm. I felt like all of the articles I was reading was like just as informational and interesting as the tv show itself but one of just oh sorry just
0: like just the little symbols in almost easter eggs like even just in the finale I was like Mm -hmm. oh that person in the background has the same hair that she had at the in this back flashback
1: Mm mm-hmm and, and I, like in this article I read, she like was like, did you see that thing on the toilet? Like talking to the person interviewing her? Like she was like asking if they like picked up on those things. And I feel wow. like I need to go back and rewatch because I picked up on some of them. But I bet you there's a lot more. Yeah, I was literally just thinking that uh, it's like go back and watch it as though
0: you're like playing scene it or something mm-hmm. of this show. Like there's just so much.
1: Yeah. The finale was amazing. I started, when I first started watching it, I felt extremely worried. I was like, oh no, is this turning into a show that I, I, I don't know how I feel about this. And so I was just, it was very interesting how she, they showed like four different scenarios of what could happen and what yes. could have happened, I guess.
0: Well, and at first, like, I I love that it wasn't, this show doesn't hit you over the head with anything and it doesn't Mm -hmm. sit you down like a little kid and explain it all to you. But like when she start like, okay, these are different possible endings for like, but it merges with like, what's, is she putting in the book? Is she, she's just going through like, not only how she wants to end her book she's working on or, but also like, what does she actually want out of finding her rapist?
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Oh my gosh. Like, especially because the first time that she, like, rewinds,
1: mm-hmm. I was, like,
0: I literally paused it and I was, like, did I, like, hit something weird? Like, this is literally the scene from the last episode. Mm-hmm. Um, So, it was just, like, and then when I finally was figuring it out, I was, like, oh, my gosh. This is so epic. Yep. Uh,
1: I, and then... I mean, we can we can talk more about each of them individually if you want. But the final one, um, she is kind of just like at peace with her life and decides to just not seek him out anymore. And in the article that I was reading, she said she wanted the viewer to feel how she felt when she finished writing the piece and in some ways how she had brought peace to her own life. She said, I... Michaela have to let it go I had to let it go and realize that I that I was still alive and if if I let it go and the trauma did not need to define me I could let it go and I could let go of the trauma and I would still be here which I think is just like so special (laughs) and like they did a really great job of showing that
0: 100 percent and honestly it wasn't like she didn't have to give a monologue saying any of that. Like no. all she had to do was when he's like, I won't leave until you want me to leave or whatever. And she's just like, Go. And then you just like I felt release. Like I felt an actual like physical relief. Mm-hmm. Um I oh my gosh. It was a masterpiece. It really was, and I feel like um, I th- I do I would go back and rewatch it, knowing how um how well crafted it all is, um because and just kind of like let myself feel that through like even the earlier episodes, kind of before a lot of it even really gets going like yeah. there's so much there's so much noise happening like around her and then finally when she's just like I feel peace for myself and the people that matter like it was just
1: amazing it really was and then another thing that um I loved that I feel like a lot of shows don't do is that it kind of showed um it showed you like little like peeks into the minds of the people who of the guy who raped her and um like the dating violence that she experienced like it shows you it shows empathy for those people which yes is very very interesting and I think is very pertinent to the time we are in with like cancel culture And um, she also talked about that in this article that I read. And she said, like, I expect that this will not resonate with everyone because radical empathy is very taboo. And um, I thought that was also just extremely interesting because I think it's totally true that, like, I think some people will not be able to, will have a hard time with that um and it, they've they're never saying like this person was totally justified in what they were doing it just like gives you an it, like insight into them because they are a human being as well yes i
0: think that is one of the things that was like the most shocking and um uh i can't even this show makes me kind of speechless I know. I, it's hard to come up with the words I'm trying to say, but like that was her. I don't it's I also don't think that she's trying to lecture anyone. Like she's saying this is my journey to finding that peace. Mhm. Um because part of what was causing so much chaos for her was the times when she was like um trying to call out as many rapists as she could. And it was like not that it's not trying to say that anyone is in the right for any kind of sexual violence. I, um, but it was just like for her personal journey that added to her stress and added to her chaos. And like, she could never escape those flashbacks of it actually happening. And I, it did not help that she had was seeking all of that out for herself, you know, mm-hmm. as in the name of like empowerment. hmm. Um and that episode I think cuz that's all around Halloween when like she's really like obsessed obsessive about posting her lives on mm-hmm. her Instagram and stuff like that but that's also when she has that conversation with Kwame and is so appalled and it's kind of like she's kind of like zero tolerance policy basically um for what he did but he's like I was confused he's like I kind of see now that what I did was wrong but it's like again I it's hard for me to express the feelings about it but especially because the show just did it so well that it's yeah just watch the show there's nothing I mean there's really nothing that like we could add Mm -hmm. (laughs) but it's just like I just feel like it's so rare you find a show that is making these kinds of statements and Well, they're not even making, like, a definitive statement. They're just kind of presenting these ideas. To make you think about it. Yeah, but it's, like, but it's seamless as a TV show, too. And, like, Mm -hmm. the characters all feel like real people, like you were saying. It's not, like, you're. it's exactly what you said. Like, it's not, like, a checklist. Or, like, these are the goals of the show. It's just, like, felt so organic. Um, And I feel like there's a lot of concepts that apply broadly to like, that anyone could learn from, but it also is telling one person's story, basically. Like, if if you're just centering on the character Arabella, Mm -hmm. it, like, the peace that she finds through this journey, but I feel like there's so much that, like, the world can learn from it. I agree. It's just artists, people that are artists and people that I respect are the ones that can take something specific, like, this story, for all these characters, and tell these broader concepts that like anyone could relate to.
1: Mhm. Yeah, it just it did a, it did such a good job of telling the story. And these aren't these are shorter episodes as well. Mhm. Um and yeah, I just feel speechless. I mean, it doesn't show it by this being like a 50-minute episode for her podcast we're just like
0: stumbling (laughs) through our words trying to process it I feel like we needed we needed this yeah just to process our own experiences
1: of just like watching the show yeah but I'm just grateful that she gave it to us and um I kind of already read a little piece from this uh article of where she was being interviewed but she said um she said, I'm thinking, I think our well-being is important. So as I'm telling the story, I'm thinking about how I leave the audience. Do I leave you terrified? Do I leave you outraged? Do I leave you a mess? Or do I leave you feeling this thing that for some reason isn't bad? You didn't have a bad feeling when you finished it, didn't Didn't you? She asked the person interviewing her. And I just think that that is really uh, sweet that she was thinking about that and um I mean bravo to her because I think she did exactly what she was hoping to do
0: mm-hmm. well I was I love on a show that's pretty heavy surprises me with such a happy ending mm-hmm. and I was so happy for all the characters I was happy that they were all still friends and it was just adorable yeah and that's not a word I was expecting to or like an emotion
1: <laughs> I was expecting to feel with this show, you know. Yeah, seriously. Well, does that leave us with our crush of the week? It's time. Um, I will say that mine was uh Kwame. He I just his his story and his uh is so special and really hard at times and I just really like where he also ended up. It wasn't just Arabella that ended in like a peaceful place. I think that he does too. And um and I'm a little sad that we didn't get to see him in the last episode. But uh it's okay. Well, wasn't
0: wasn't he watching Terry's commercial with them?
1: Oh yeah, that's true. We did see did see him for a very small second. That's Yeah, true. just for a second. But yeah. yeah, he wasn't like at the bar
0: helping them in any of no. those. Yeah possible endings you're right but yeah i was just that scene of them just like watching terry's commercial air with like and they um like what's her name theo was there mm-hmm. like it was a perfect and her roommate people. ben oh my gosh it was just like
1: so pure
0: I yeah loved that it was a good so much closer a
1: mm-hmm. good comforting yeah i liked it um
0: I am going to choose. I mean, I just shouted her out, but I loved Terry. She was she, amazing. She was, <laughs> <laughs> she was so funny. Um, I loved her character. Everyone in the show really was funny. I feel like everyone made me laugh at least once. Yeah, I um, agree with that. But yeah, I would love to see. I would love to see this whole cast in more
1: things. Me too. We better. And I hope that this show is nominated for some awards. Yeah. If it doesn't, it's a crime. Um, And since we're talking trios, I think it's appropriate that we also have a mutual crush of Michaela. Yeah, that was kind of a given, I think. Mm-hmm. But felt like it needed to be said because shes I could give all the praise in the world. Yeah, she's the queen. And highly recommend reading any interviews or... Um, essays with her—they're really,
0: really interesting and great. Um, I'm sad because I did you ever watch Chewing Gum? Her Netflix I did show? not. Mm-hmm. I didn't either. And now, um, because something that I did read about only only briefly was how because it's no longer on Netflix and like it's not streaming anywhere anymore. Um, it's all to do with like the rights mm-hmm. and stuff, but she uh there were some headlines where like she wanted to put i made a story on hbo but not sign like some kind of locked in contract because that's what happened with chewing gum and then Mm -hmm. like now she doesn't like own it right now i think Mm -hmm. and so that was really interesting but i'm also just really bummed selfishly it's a bummer for her for sure but i'm like i will i really want to watch it (laughs) like and it's like nowhere to be found right now yeah that's interesting it's really messed up. And yeah. I mean, that is like only the very loose, loose
1: story of that. I want to read more about it. I did read. Um, I had read that uh, when she f- first started pitching the concept for I May Destroy You, Netflix had offered her a million dollars up front. Um, but oh, they, wow. they said they wouldn't allow her to keep any percentage of the copyright and oh so she said no um she had like kind of like haggled with them a little bit and um when she was talking to one of the netflix executives they she was like can i at least have five percent and they she said there was just like silence on the phone and then they got they finally got down to like 0.5 percent and the woman she was talking to said she would have to run it up the chain and then she paused and said, Michaela, I just want you to know I'm really proud of you and you're doing the right thing. And she hung up the phone. Oh. Isn't that crazy? Yes. And it's also crazy that Netflix, like, that's just how Netflix does it. Like, the, apparently they never let people own the rights, like the copyright, which I think is very fascinating and not something I had ever heard of before.
0: Yeah, that is extremely
1: fishy all around. Yeah. Yeah. That all came from her um, interview with New York Magazine, so another thing to read, because it's very fascinating. Wow. Yeah. Well, I feel like, did we do our job of leaving the listeners at peace?
0: (laughs) I I can't
1: tell. I can't tell. Hopefully we um, did if you've watched the show and if you haven't watched the show and listened to all of that, hopefully we left you with a little bit of anxiety to go watch the show ASAP.
0: Yeah, sorry. I'm just in a daze thinking That's about okay. it. <sighs> all right. Yeah, well, I also feel like this. Spo- well, I feel like we did talk spoilers, but I don't even really feel like In a way that ruined the show for anybody. I
1: don't think so either, actually.
0: Yeah. So, good job us, I guess (laughs) is what I'm saying.
1: (laughs) All right. Well, goodbye. Bye.